0: Okay, so who's going to intro? You.
1: We are here
0: with Cordell Jeffers. Cordell, do you just want to introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Okay, so, yeah, my name's Cordell Jeffers, as you just mentioned. Um, First of all, girls... (laughs) i'm just so grateful <laughs> to be on this like platform literally the energy edit podcast like i'm so grateful to be here man like because you two are amazing Thank and you, you know how much like you know i've got for you guys so yeah so my name is cordell um an award-winning entrepreneur i must say yeah, that is pretty mm-hmm. cool um, motivational speaker international mindset coach um from birmingham i'm 29 years old now i don't even know if i needed to say my name my age but yeah i'm 29 <laughs> years old and um yeah so Started off in Birmingham. Obviously I've grown some, you know, two businesses, which have been called, which we'll talk about later. And the way I know you guys is through my ambassador role at the Prince's Trust. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, And yeah, it's just been amazing because I first met Sophie all those years ago when I first started my business. Um, and I also met you a few years back uh, yeah couple years ago
0: yeah first time I met Cordell Cordell is this incredible speaker Mm -hmm. and was my first talk that I'd ever done Mm -hmm. and I had to go up after Cordell which was the most daunting experience (laughs) ever (laughs) to have to go up after Cordell I think I just got up there and I was like I'm just going to do my best (laughs) you
2: smashed it you smashed it you definitely smashed it
0: so can you introduce your businesses yeah what they are
2: of course okay so I run one organization called we shine together uh, which is a social enterprise we work in three key areas which is um youth development international development and homelessness so we do a lot of charitable like community work Um, But we also do a lot of, we have fundraising campaigns as well, Mm -hmm. so we set those up, um, which I've been doing, which we give young people opportunity to work for us as well, um, which has been pretty amazing. Internationally, we've done some amazing work. We've worked across Zimbabwe, Nepal and India. We've sponsored like 28 Kids into Education. Um, We're currently trying to build virtual schools now as well, which is pretty dope. Providing entrepreneurship and extracurriculum to kids that need it um so that's one one of my arms the other is like literally me being a coach which has been amazing a mindset coach and a motivational speaker motivational speaking is something that i've always kind of wanted to do i was always that guy around my friends that was like come on like let's go you know like the the guy that had all the energy when people are feeling low pushing people so i thought you know what let's just turn it into a into a career so yeah i get paid to speak which is amazing because you know i got kicked out of school for pretty much talking lessons all the time <laughs> so
0: can you talk to yeah. us about that sort of school time yeah. and the story around that
2: okay yeah so i'll keep it kind of brief mm-hmm. so yeah so our school was quite turbulent for me i think the reason why it was quite turbulent for me was because i think going into year seven my dad just kind of left the household at that point mm-hmm. um, he went to america to live um with his, like, you know, he had another family and stuff like that. So he was in America and living with them. That kind of broke me. So when I went into school, I think I was just rebelling at that point. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to rebel. So I was getting into trouble. um I was dyslexic as well. So school was tough for me. Do you know what I mean? I was literally bottom sets for pretty much everything. um But the teachers just didn't really believe in me. I don't think the teachers didn't, even though there was a problem or issue there, they didn't really try to explore it. Mm. Um, they kind of used to just write me off, like, you know, you're like, You're not going to be anything you're not going to get anywhere if you continue and stuff like that and i just became more and more frustrated so i kept playing the role that they kept telling me in a sense do you know i mean Um, and then yeah i ended up getting kicked out of school by the time i was in year nine end of year nine Um, So yeah, when I got kicked out of school. My mum kind of just had enough and was like, you know, I'm gonna send you to the Caribbean to live. I was thinking, Caribbean, are you crazy? Do you know what I mean? Like, how can you just do that? (laughs) (laughs) You can't just send someone to the Caribbean, like I live here, do you know what I mean? Uh, But that was, she thought if I go there, I was going to experience something better. And I was gonna basically, it will help me. And at the time I did not want to go, I hid my passport, everything (laughs) like, I was like, there's no way you know, over my dead body, I leaving? do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I ended up going, so I spent some time out there. And obviously people think the Caribbean, they think, you know, reggae music, vibes, dancing, beaches, like, it wasn't like that for me. Do you know what I mean? When I went there, I had to learn a lot, of, you know, I had to overcome a few challenges, obviously being in a whole different country. Yeah. You know, trying to adapt to a whole different culture. It was a bit crazy. Um, but it, it, being over there, I... have I learned a lot, of, I learned how to be resourceful yeah. because people over there didn't have much but they still strive to get the best out of their life, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the lack of resources that they had. Um, I learned discipline and I just learned like how you could just become the best version of it yourself as well. There was a lot of history that I didn't get to learn about my heritage mm-hmm. here in the UK but when I was there I was learning about, you know, the great kings and queens of our time and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so... It just empowered me. Um, after a while I thought, you know what, I wanna go back to the UK. My mum decided to send me back. She stayed in the Caribbean to look after my grandparents. So at this point I'm like fifteen years old, obviously leaving my mum. My dad's not about like this was quite a scary experience being, you know, leaving my brother in the Caribbean as well. I was thinking, Well what what am I really gonna be able to do this? But I just thought this is gonna make me turn from a boy to a man. Do you know what I mean? Even though I'm still fifteen, you know, I'm still a boy, but You know, I had them early kind of experiences that would shape me into the person I am today. So then when I came back to the UK, I was living with my auntie. You know, my auntie took me in, God bless her, because she literally was like a lifeline. Um, And I stayed with her in an area called Nichols in Birmingham. They'd say a disadvantaged area, like gong crime, knife crime, all of that's happening. Um, And obviously at this point... I'm back in the UK, I've been away for about a year and a half. So little things that have used to happen in the playground have turned into more serious things around my friends. You know what I mean? So my friends are getting into more serious crimes and stuff now. And I was thinking, okay, how do I take everything that I've just experienced in the Caribbean or the values and try to share them where, you know, people don't really respect that, do you know what I mean? Um, So that was quite difficult. Um, But then, yeah, when I was at college, um, you know a teacher like believed in me and he gave me a book to read which was rich dad poor dad um, that was one of my first books have you, have you, you look like you're ready I'm not I've too sure it. have you read that yet? uh
1: I haven't read it. No.
2: Okay. Well, definitely. Definitely. A
1: good, I've it's... got the German version in my bedroom at home. <laughs> okay. What well, German? An accident. <laughs>
2: okay. cool.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's a start. Yeah. It's a start. It's a start. I can look at definitely. look at the pictures.
2: You know what I mean? So um, yeah. So I read that book, um, and he just goes to me like, "Why?" He, he gave me he gave me the book, but he said, "I see something in you that I don't see in all students." And he was like, "There's a different kind of hunger about you." And I just thought, you know, like because when you leave your mum. Mm. Um, like that gave me a proper like sense of that's my reason why like no matter what I go through like my family is going to be the reason why I succeed in life and I just kept that at the forefront of my mind all the time Um, and going to the Caribbean seeing people with nothing when I mean nothing I mean like shack houses hardly any money do I mean they've done whatever it took to make ends meet so coming back here I've had a whole different experience do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like no one really gets exposed to that so once I was exposed to that I just had a different mentality Um, and then yeah just worked really hard Um, read that book got into entrepreneurship my first product was hair straighteners yeah I ain't got no hair you know what I mean Um, but it was like hair straighteners and Ugg boots when Ugg boots were popping and I was buying them at some suppliers for cheap well cheaper than I could sell them for and then I started to sell them online that was like my first taste of business do you know what I mean um, I know it was good. I saved up all my EMA money. Do you know what EMA is? Yeah. No. Nice.
1: Yeah.
2: I was thinking you might, because you're a bit younger, now. Yeah? you? Yeah, I am. Yeah, so... I
0: forgot about that.
2: So basically, EMA was basically a maintenance grant to go to college. Okay. So if you go to college on time for the whole week, they'll give you £30 for the week.
0: No way. Yeah, we used
2: to get that. So obviously, I probably was late most of the time, but... I'm a probably. bit of a charmer. <laughs>
1: you
2: know <what> I mean? <laughs> I'm a bit of a charmer, in it so um, I was able to kind of swerve my teachers to sign it off. And then I saved all my EMA money, and that's how we invested in my first bit of stock: electronics, um, hair straighteners, and stuff like that.
1: That's so clever.
2: Yeah, and the reason why I bought hair straighteners—you're probably thinking, "Well, why would you buy hair straighteners?" But there was loads of hairdressers around my around the area, like the area surrounding areas. And I had a, like, you know, some of my friends' moms would work in hairdressers and stuff like that. So I was just going around with these hair straighteners, knocking doors like, do you want to buy my hair straighteners? I never had no pitch, wow. but I understood one thing like, you don't know, matter how good you are at something, it's a numbers game. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I probably knocked every door in, every haird- hairdresser door in like around pretty much Birmingham. Do you know what I mean? And wow. then I got my first big client at like, I was 15. You got a thing, and then this cl- this client, this hairdresser, she was buying them in bulk from me every single two weeks. Do you know what I mean? So I was making like three hundred, four hundred pound a week at like wow. fifteen. Do you get what I'm saying? Wow. I was just thinking, wow, well, this is good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I kept obviously I had this business mentality after reading this book, so mm. I wasn't even spending my money. Like at fifteen, I was thinking I need to keep reinvesting. I want to make a million. Like that's that was that was my whole thing. And plus, my friends they were kind of like on the street like selling drugs and stuff like that and obviously it's not good that what they was doing but the work effort that I seen them put in like I thought like let me just use that and put it into something positive do mm-hmm. you get know what I'm saying so they was doing the same as me they was buying product they was looking at trying to find customers and whatnot but I was thinking okay let me see how I could blueprint that into something positive
1: that takes a different kind of mentality to, to see how people were doing that on the street with drugs and yeah, being like yeah, yeah. but let's do that in Maybe a more legal way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that takes, like, some different kind of way of thinking if everyone around you is mm. doing it one certain way and for you to do it different. Now literally.
2: And I think what it is for me is I've never been i um, I've never really been a follower. I, maybe little pieces when I was a bit younger, but, like, I know what's right from wrong and I just thought, you know what? Does, it's just not in me to mm-hmm. do certain things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I could never have that feeling of you know like someone could just go t- take me away to jail or something like that like that used to scare the hell out of me do you know what I mean so I was just thinking I'm not that guy so I ain't gonna pretend to be that person yeah what happens with a lot of young people these days especially in those situations is they, ju- they try to fit into their friendship groups where I was just kind of like I'm my own person do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and luckily I've got I had some good friends that was just kind of like okay we do what we do. you're doing what you're doing like do you know what I mean we- we're not gonna try tell you to do what we're doing do you know what I mean
0: So can you talk to us a bit more then about the mindset side of things? Mm. So when you're doing your mindset coaching now, what are the main topics that you talk about?
2: So the main topics that I talk about around mindsets, it's it's really how to cultivate a growth mindset, you know, overcoming challenges, resilience. And it's just having that kind of like non-negotiable, no excuse. I'm, you know, going all in to get my dreams and my goals. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I had. You know growing up like again self-development was key for me i read books like rich dad poor dad the power of now you know the power of the subconscious mind the secret i've read them all do you know what i mean and i read them quite young which was i'd say my advantage a lot of people discover these things a bit later on yeah do you know what i mean like i discovered them early and um i just thought okay knowledge is power but it's only power when it's applied so anything that i learn, i want to apply it straight away mm-hmm. and then um, once i got into that mentality and then that's why as soon as I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I thought, okay, how am I going to get money? Okay, I'll get EMA. I'm going to save my money. I'm going to buy a um, product. And then once I was doing that, I understood, like, the law of averages. The law of averages means, you know, it doesn't matter how many no's you get, a yes will always come. It's just science of numbers. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I was knocking doors, like, obviously, people were probably thinking, well, what are you going to do? Just get Clients, I was like yeah, I am. Like I'm just gonna knock every single door. Someone's gotta say yes to me. So you can work the law of averages in any scenario. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So um, that was my thing, and you know I started to learn more about visualization mm-hmm. and you know how to kind of create your destiny, like and, and sh- reprogram your mind because we're all programmed at the end of the day. Like between zero and seven, you know you they say that you program from your childhood. Um, mm. so I was thinking, okay how do i change the programming and i wanted to learn about that then that's how i got into people like you know tony robbins les brown jody spencer and stuff like that and i was just applying anything that they said i just hang on to their words and um yeah i've been able to kind of shift and reprogram my mind and don't get me wrong i'm a mindset coach i still go through challenges yeah but i understand certain laws do you get what i mean like the law of polarity the law of polarity means you can view something everything has two sides there is no up without down. There's no inside without outside. There's no failure without success. And there's no success without failure. So any time I was going through challenges, I'd write down my challenge and write down the good that's come from it and the the, the drawbacks as well, the mm-hmm. bad that's come from it. Do you know what I mean? So I used to just view everything from two sides. And then, then what that does is it brings your mindset into a balance. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in balance, that's the true like like meaning of life, just having a balanced mindset where nothing can't bother your soul. Do you get what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Everything you need is within you as a person, and yeah, like Sophie's like, go on, go on, <laughs> Oh,
1: go on. every time you speak, like, you just get me, I just love it so much. Nah, like, literally, like, oh, it's so cool. Nah, so, yeah,
2: so, um, yeah, in terms of mindset, it's just, it's not just mind, it's, it's, it's different things that you know, like, it's, it's mind and body connection as well. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you have to, everything has to be in sync, like your mind is your mind, but then your body do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are you exercising right? Are you eating right? Are you drinking enough water? Stuff like that as well. So, it all kind of has you know, it's all connected.
0: Can you take us through what your daily habits look like in terms of mindset?
2: Okay, so I have like a morning routine, I have an evening routine as well, but my morning routine is probably consists of like 10 11 things. So, as soon as I wake up. Um, First thing I do is make my bed, (laughs) because how you do anything is how you do everything, so that's important. And Plus, you want to start your day off completing something straight away, which is something as small as making your bed. It sounds silly, but it's something that you have to do it, do you know what I mean? You just have have to do it. Um, Then, obviously, I brush my teeth, but I do it in a weird way because I brush it with my right arm. I'm left-handed, so I brush it with my right hand. Um, the reason I do that is because that helps you become in the present moment. So like w- when your brain has to think about doing something, it makes you present. Do you know what I mean? And then what you do as well is you create neuroplasticity that way as well. So you create new connections because it's a new habit. So I'm always trying to make my brain like develop itself. Do you know what I mean? As Something as small as that. It's a habit. It works. Um, I do exercise, some sort of exercise. Um... Literally have to get my body moving, do you know what I mean? Whether it's a home workout or going to the gym, or going out for a walk, I have to do that. Write down my goals as well. That's something that um, I do all the time. I write my goals down 10 times before I even leave my house. um, And I write in the present tense. So like, I am now happy and grateful that I have achieved X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, by the specific day or before. And always put all before just because it could happen sooner. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I do. Like I have a goal, I probably have it on me now actually. Uh, let us see. Yeah, but I carry around a goal card, so I have my goal on this card, and I read it to myself all the time. Because the reason why you want to do that is because it's important that you keep your goals at the front of your mind, because that helps your reticular activating system. It helps your mind, like, like see things around around in the environment that's aligned to your goal. So you might think it's a coincidence when you go out and you know meet somebody and you think, oh, they, they're really going to be good for my business. It's not a coincidence. So it was probably always there or that thing was always there. But it's just that you wasn't, your mind wasn't on it. Do you know what I mean? So when you keep your goals in front of you all the time, you start to manifest these things. So the filter system between your subconscious and your conscious mind is your reticular activated system. So the reason it's important to have goals that you're emotionally attached to is because when you're just out and about and you see things that are aligned to your goals, your subconscious conscious just pushes the information straight to your conscious mind. So that's why you always visualise and have these goals. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I have my goal card on me. So you guys, tonight, today, please write a goal card. All right. And um, I'm not going to tell you what mine says, but, you know, I've got the date at the top. Um, it says, I am so happy and grateful now that I have, and then my goal. Writing my goals, visualising my goals. Meditation is key for me. Um, getting myself into a bit of a zen as much as possible. Um, I just think that silence is just important for me especially before I go and start my day yeah so these are kind of things as well I'm reading as well learning is key these are all things before I actually start my day as well mm-hmm. okay so reading is key to me because I listen leaders are readers do you know what I mean like the average CEO I think reads like five books a month or six books a month so if I want to be successful you, what do you do you follow successful people do you know what I mean genius leaves clues do you know what I'm saying and um so I think that's really, really important that I read, that I self-develop. And again, neuroplasticity, do you know what I mean? It's creating new connections in your brain to make your brain function. Because the thing is, you don't have a good brain, like people say, oh, you've got a good memory or you've got a bad memory. You don't have a good or bad memory. You just have an untrained one. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. There is no good or bad in your mind, like it's just developing. And I think what happens is after we leave school, college, university, you know, people just think they know it all. They just go into the job and they don't consistently self-develop. But There's science and research that shows people that are lifelong time learners live the longest. Do you know what I mean? So that's really key. Um, And gratitude as well. I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for every single morning. I have a book, I've like loads of them. I've probably gone through so many books. Um, So it's just just being grateful because if you're grateful, you can't be upset at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It don't don't work like that. And literally positive thinking and negative thinking like is the literally, I say, is a matter between life or death. I mean they say 95% of doctor visits is because of stress mm. and you cause stress through you can cause stress through like bad thinking negative mm-hmm. thinking um, so obviously you want to release good chemical hormones in your body so that's why gr- gratitude is really really important so I always write down things that I'm grateful for so I'm happy and grateful that you know i you know, serve and impact people across the world every single day. I'm grateful for opportunities. I'm grateful for my five senses. Do you know what I mean? Some things that you have that you just take for granted, you know, other people are praying for.
1: Nice. So what keeps you inspired and motivated to do all of these things every morning?
2: What, my my big, one of my biggest motivations is, I like my parents and my family. I think that's massive for me because I want to give them the best, do you know what I mean? And I always said I want to be that person in my um, in my family that's going to change a generation, do you know what I mean? Like, we'll be able to, I want to be a great ancestor, that's my goal, do you get what I'm saying? As deep as it sounds, like, like listen to what I just said, like, I want to be a great ancestor. Nice. Not a great person, an ancestor, someone that gets read about hundreds and 200 years from now. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, Cordell Jeffers, like, do you know what I mean? Like, read me in a book or something like that. Like, I want to be that guy. Like, there's always, there's people that do it. Like, we read about people that, you know, gone way before us. So I've always wanted to have that vision of, like, that impact in people's lives.
0: So when you say a great ancestor then, what does success mean to you?
2: I think when you really look at it, like, success is being happy in general, like that is what success is, being happy and being in like literally all of everything. um, That for me is successful. Successful is being to have have peace within, do you know what I mean? That's true success because there's a lot of people that look like they have success, but they don't have peace within themselves. Do you know what I mean? Um, So I think peace within is successful. But for me, like one of my main goals is to, you know, impact and serve, you know, millions of people across the world through, my speed, whether whether they come in contact with me. Do you know what I mean? Like I have this thing called the law of increase. So it means like anyone that I come in contact with, I want them to leave that experience of being in contact with me, feeling better. I don't care if it's the person in Asda, if it's, you know, like the person on the phone, that, you know, that salesperson that just rang me up that just, you know, got, just annoyed me. But like, I try to leave that call thinking, you know what, like, let me make this guy feel better. So that's just my kind of like law. So, like, I always want to leave increase in people's lives. I want people to leave me feeling wiser, better, happier. Like, that's just my thing.
0: Great answer. Really, really good answer. I appreciate you guys, man. So, you, you mentioned your goals there. How do you go through your goal setting? Because I know that people sort of do, like, the smart goal setting. But then I'm really interested to see what you think about. I have a challenge when I think about making goals really realistic Mm. because and when like i'm working with other people and stuff making their goals really really realistic i I feel like oh don't make your goals smaller because you think that's realistic how do you go about making your goals
2: well you're completely right really like what is realistic Mm. do you get what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. someone's been to the moon and actually put their footprints on the moon what is realistic do you know what I mean yeah like don't let other people's opinions of you determine what you can do do you get mm-hmm. what I mean so it might be realistic to the people around you but that's just that's you gotta level up do you know what yeah. I mean like it's re- like when you people tell you are oh, you being unrealistic like that thing that you think they're being unrealistic about if you go to another set of like people you know that are higher up or you know achieving greatness they, they think that your goal's tiny mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying so for me i don't there's there's you've got a a type goal b type goal and c type goals a type goals are things that you know that you can achieve which is realistic to right so you know you and people do it a lot but then it's not like in the, they're, not, they're never going to achieve it even though they can do it like it's just something that is easy for them, so they just pull it down. But it's not nothing that really wants to get them moving in life, do you know what I mean? And then you have a B-type goal, something that you think you can do. So you're not too sure, but you're thinking, maybe I could do that. Still, that's not a good goal to have. The best goal to have is your C-type goal. Your C-type goal is something that is completely out of this world that you have to grow, stretch, and literally cry and everything for. That's the goal you want to achieve. But people... Because we are told more about our limitations and our actual possibilities, we shut them goals off. So, like, I have mad, Like, my visions are huge. Do you get what I'm saying? And I've achieved a certain level of success and got to a certain... And people think, "What wow, you're doing so amazing. And for me, it's great. I'm grateful. I'm happy and grateful. I'm literally... But I know where I'm going. So I don't let no wind get to my head or no lust get to my heart. Like, I know what my path is. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm willing to do everything to get there do you know what i mean everything good yeah <laughs> <laughs> everything good to get there so um yeah so i think ha- don't let no one tell you that you're being um unrealistic and mm-hmm. to set realistic goals realistic is a myth that's just at somebody's level of thinking yeah do you get what i mean like think about it like the right brothers the right brothers were bicycle mechanics they then you know decided that they was gonna Get a piece of metal and it's going to fly people across oceans and the world. Do you know what I mean? They're the people that founded planes. People told them they are unrealistic. There's no way that you can do that. Like mm-hmm. it's impossible. It's crazy. Now we get in Virgin Airlines, you know, British Airways, and we travel across oceans in their idea. That was an idea that was a once on a piece of paper. So what is realistic
0: when you really think about it? Exactly. Mm. I completely agree with you. This is exactly what we knew you would bring. (laughs) And what we would want. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you sort of like implement into your life Mm. that gives you this very strong mindset?
2: Like I'm not going to lie, even in routines, getting better, because I used to just be work, work, work. So it used to be like, I'm just going to work. Like I used to think entrepreneurship and business was, oh yeah, you, you're up at four in the morning, you go sleep and wake up two yeah. hours and that's all healthy. Like sleep is the most important thing that you can do. Sleep will help you, like, it's like it's like a washing machine. It takes all the dirt out of out of your mind, you know what I mean? Like, so like I sleep, I, I try to get a good night's sleep if I can. Um, I used to literally sleep like four hours and stuff like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I tried to get a good night's sleep, but again... Before I go to sleep, I like to visualize at least 20 minutes for a fall sleep with my goal. Again. And
0: what does visualising do for you?
2: Visualisation for me, it keeps me It keeps me excited for the future, number one. And it raises my belief system. Because as much as you're saying you want to get a goal, you got them automatic negative thoughts that go into your mind and say you can't do it or there's no way you're gonna do it or are you crazy? Who are you? Do you know what I mean? And you get, feel like you got imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Like we've all been through it. Do you know what I mean? But what visualization does is it raises that belief system. Like your mind doesn't know the difference between what's reality and what's vividly imagined. So if you have a goal and you can visualize it, key, like your mind doesn't know any different. Like they've done a, they've done a, um, they've done a study on two sets of golfers, right? Um, one and basically what they was doing with these two sets of golfers is they was changing their swing for a tournament. So they had to change their swing. One actually went to the range and practiced and one just literally had to visualize the swing. When they actually went to the tournament, it, they was getting the same results, both groups. Because what it was doing is even though they was visualising the swing and didn't practice like the other group, then when they was taking a the shot, their body and muscles like you know turned however it needed to get that swing off do you know what i mean because the mind doesn't know the difference between what's reality and what's vividly imagined so that's why visualization is okay so because it raises that belief system do you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, it raises that confidence it's not fake it till you make it it's act as if mm-hmm. act as if you already have it and when you start living like that things just come to you just naturally like right, for real <laughs>
1: i love it <laughs> it down, I just love it. Okay. I'm um, dropping
2: some serious gems, I'm not even going to lie, I am dropping some gems. You know right that now.
0: was our first name of our first ever
1: podcast?
0: <laughs> dropping
2: gems. Oh, I was saying to the email, yeah.
1: Damn, should have kept it just for <laughs> no, this episode? I,
2: nah, the, I like the energy Edit. Like, I love it, yeah. I love it.
1: So, um, you have a really, really strong mindset, and would you say this is something that you have that you have just built over the years or something you, that you've always had? Or do you feel like you have people around you that support your goals, support your dreams and, and really want to see you win? Like, is it a thing that you, yeah, have that support around or does it fully just come from within?
2: Um, I think I've had to develop the mindset. Um, I think anyone can do that again through like what the techniques that we spoke about before. Um, Obviously peer groups are important, surrounding yourself with people that think bigger than you, do you know what I mean? I think that's key because if you're the smartest in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to like keep pushing yourself and getting uncomfortable. And being around people that, you know, that are killing it, that are smarter, that are doing like getting them rooms and you you're gonna level up naturally. Like when you go around, like think about it, like do you see pigeons with eagles? There's no, like, eagles. Like, you got to study nature. Like, when you Mm -hmm. study animals and stuff, it's crazy. Eagles fly at the highest altitude than any other bird, and they fly by themselves. At that height, the only thing that they can bump into is another eagle. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to keep levelling up, man. Like, it's just, it's important. So I do believe surrounding yourself with positive peer groups is key. Um, But, yeah, the the mindset is something that I naturally had. And I realised I was developing it unknowingly, do you know what I mean? Even, like, younger, like, going through certain scenarios and situations, I just had to be resilient. Do you know what I mean? And I think, you know, people that come from hardship, especially at a young age, you know, they, they are more resilient to things in life. Do you know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think getting exposed to some situations helped me. You know, going to the Caribbean and stuff like that, it helped me. Um, you know, seeing some things that my friends went through and stuff like that. All of these things helped me become the person that I am today. So, yeah, but... Again, being around the right people um, is key. And I realized that because after I started to get into self development, and I was reading things like Rich Dad Poor Dad, where it says, instead of telling your child, you know, you can't afford it, you know, make them think differently. Like, how can they afford it? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying they nice. can't afford it. Because what you're doing is you're shutting them off. So when I used to do things, and people used to be like, yeah, but how are you going to do that? I used to be like, you know, these people are just not, they're not, they're not on my frequency yep. you know I mean? mm-hmm. and i know you're the person about frequencies oh. <laughs> I know that is that is that is your this that's your job and it's so, all um, yeah
1: so talking about leveling up can you tell us about your uh new business ventures or business ventures that you have at the moment and people that you have met and networked with can you let us know yeah. some of those bits
2: yeah, definitely. Um, I think I didn't think um, I mentioned one of my other businesses. Well, one of my founding businesses, which was a clothing line called Mongo Sports, I started out with my partner. Um, and, yeah, we, we grew that as well, which was pretty cool. And um, We grew that. It kind of picked up really quick, quite early, because we had influencers involved. So I had a lot of friends that were doing well in fitness online, you know, when Instagram just started to pick mm, up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I had a lot of people, in, like, you know, interested, and it started to grow. And then, you know, we got it on X Factor. And then we ended up getting, like, you know, contracts with Pure Gym and stuff like that to sell our clothes. So that went quite well. Um, but at the time, I had quite a bad um, situation with housing and stuff like that, renting apart, like, stuff like that. It was just a bit terrible. So I had this vision was, like, you know, I need to get a house. I need to get a house. So um, once I've done quite well there, I had an option to reinvest my money back into the business or kind of, like, buy a house. Do you know what I mean? I decided to buy a house. Um, but that's still going to come back out. Uh, my partner still works on it every single day. Um, but one of my new business ventures is I've got a new online academy, um, which is pretty cool, called Apprentice to CEO. Um, and I am, um, where we teach people how to scale businesses within 90 days, um, how to either scale their ideas, whether you got an idea on a piece of paper or you have a business we can even level up your business or make that idea turn into a reality. Um, that's been going quite well so far. We've been just working with a beta group at the minute. Um, so that's good. I'm running out with a lady called Linda Plant. From the apprentice, um who is like you know, she's the savage one in the interviews. <laughs> we love <Linda> um, <laughs> She is a legend. She's, a legend. She's, she's one of the she's the savage one in the interviews, but you know she's she's got an amazing mindset. She's one of the first women to list a business on the stock market um, in the UK. She's one of Lord Sugar's, you know, um, favorite advisors or most trusted advisors, and she's actually classed as one of the. Um, biggest business leaders in britain so to even get connected with somebody like that it's been amazing um so yeah so that's one of my business ventures and um, i've got some great things going on with my social enterprise as well and yeah just continue building my brand my personal brand it's growing it's growing at a nice rate we impacting people across the world i'm speaking in events and places where you know, at one time, I only could have visualised, but now mm. I'm actually there. I, You know, I, I, would, I would never say, oh, I couldn't believe I was going to be there because I always knew I was going to be in these places. Do you know what I mean? Um, just won an award as the Young Changemaker Award, which is, was a national award with the Prince's Trust. That was amazing. Got shouted out by Idris Alba. That was cool. Lionel Richie. Um, yeah, had, got interviewed by Lionel Richie. That was amazing. Had some amazing things, but one of the biggest things that actually took me by storm was the other day I got a I got an email. um. So I got an email and it was somebody at the head of Virgin, at Virgin Media. So I was thinking, okay, what did they want? And they was just like, oh, is this your email? We just want to confirm it's your email before, before we um we we, we send you the message that we want to message, send you. So I, was, I looked on LinkedIn, I checked the person out. I was like, okay, yeah, the head of Virgin Media, this is pretty cool. Now I'm thinking, I've got crazy thoughts now. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna be with Hussein Saint on one of their media adverts. Do you know what I mean? You know the, the you know the fiber optic broadband. I'm thinking like like that's it, like that would be Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking me and Hugh Saint Bolt are going to do this advert, like that's what I visualised in my head. Because I was thinking, why else is Virgin messaging me? Like who? The head of communications, like why is this happening? Um and then once I confirmed my email address and stuff like that, I got a a letter from Sir Richard Branson, which was just like, oh my gosh, it was nuts, man. Incredible. And he literally came across one of my articles um, written about me, I think it was in the Birmingham Mail, and he was just basically said, I'm so kind of like happy and inspired from your story. You know, keep it going. You know, I suffered with dyslexia when I was younger as well. You know, you're doing an amazing thing for the next generation and just keep pushing. Like, I'm supporting you, basically. Wow. Amazing.
1: That's really, really So
2: cool. Sir Richard wow. Branson. Sad. And now, all these things don't supposed to happen to someone like me. Like, mm. they just... They don't. Um, but again, you can, che- you can create your destiny. And would I say... I'm, uh, was I excited that that came? A hundred percent. Did I know one day I'd be rubbing shoulders with people like Richard Branson? Yes, I did. Wow. Because I knew that, like, that's the confidence that I've always had. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So... It's an attraction. I love
1: it. So, what does it mean to you to help other people?
2: I think, for me, helping other people is key. Um, I think it's really about, like, you can only really, you can't take anything, you know, we know that we are got to go one day, right? You know, you can have everything in the world, you can take, you, you know, you can't take anything with you materialistic. The only thing that you can really leave through legacy is by helping others. So for me, helping people is like my highest value. Serving and impacting people's lives is the best thing ever. And um, I think everyone can do that. Everyone has a journey and you can inspire people through that journey. And if you've gone through something hard or challenging in your life, it's selfish not to, in a sense, because there's people that would absolutely hang on to your every word, your story, do you get what I mean? So for me, I think, impacting people with the challenges that you've gone through with you know with you know good knowledge anything like that I think it's important for me and um leaving a legacy through helping people is what I want to be known for so yeah like literally like you've got if you've got a story learn how to articulate that to people because you could be you know you could you could save somebody else's life with Mm. your words your knowledge your wisdom anything like that so Definitely, man. Share your journey. Your, your. They say your vibe will attract your tribe. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? And um, me and we could all be talking about the exact same thing, but we all connect with different people. So it's kind of like, go out there, find the people that you can help, and serve them, man. Like, again, the law of increase. Like, go out there and always leave people with a feeling of increase. It's really important for me. Nice.
0: So I'm going to steal this question from another podcast then, but... How would you As like did. to be <laughs> <laughs> like to be remembered?
2: How would I like to be remembered?
0: So if that like ancestry thing is really really important to you and real a focus how would you like your family to be talking about you?
2: I'd like to be spoke about in a way that you know Cordell was like the person that you know shifted the family mindset in a sense like you know um i want to be remembered for good work as well helping others just like sophie said Um, but not just helping others like even philanthropy that's one of my major like goals you know um to help people across the world in disadvantaged countries especially from going to the caribbean and you know being exposed to certain things and i thought i want to definitely leave a mark in as well for that but i want to be known for that guy that really you know help people you know, come out of their limitations and that limited thinking and started to think about possibilities and actually, you know, shifted their mindset to do something positive for the world. Um, because I just, I just know everything comes down to mindset, mm-hmm. literally. Like, how do I shift my energy? How do I shift my vibration? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because everything is energy. Everything vibrates. Do you get what I'm saying? So energy is always going to be up and down. But it's about knowing when it's down, how to shift it. Do you get what I'm saying, mm. and when you find them techniques, you know it, it's it's key. So I just want to keep learning, and keep sharing, and literally, you know, just keep teaching people. That's 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 my thing, man. So um, yeah, man, the law of vibration very very important law to understand.
0: For well, sure. Well, I'm sure that. There will be people listening to this who want to hear more from you. And so we'd love to do a part two. But in the meantime, where can people find you? Where can they uh, find out about the Academy as well, if they wanted to come on that?
2: So you can hit me up on Instagram and LinkedIn um, at Cordell Jeffers, Cordell underscore Jeffers. Um, Go onto my website, www.cordell-jeffers.com. Also, you can DM me on Instagram if you want to be a part of our academy. It is application only and there is only a small amount of people that we can work with. Um, Obviously, we provide quality. It's not about the quantity. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, You are working with some amazing top people in their field as well. So we're going to be teaching things around marketing, digital marketing, sales, and just all things how to grow every single area of your business. So if you want to be a part of that, then just DM me um just dm me apprentice to ceo on instagram or any um, platforms and then we can get you we can see if we can get you enrolled onto that as well but yeah just like if you ever need any support or anything like that i'm always here man like i'm just that person who's like yeah man that's the name of the game keep serving others and just like this podcast can i just say guys <laughs> this is the best podcast yeah to ever come out of like 2021 Does it just like yeah. it started in twenty one, right? Yeah. To get a podcast out of it that's actually helping other people as well. Mm. I'm just really proud of you guys, and man.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. Thank in. you, Konda. It's been amazing. Anytime,
1: anytime. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, really?
0: Amazing. I could we could have been on that.